Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another episode of OSI Today, the podcast featuring news and views from around the Office of Special Investigations. I'm Wayne Amon from OSI Public Affairs, and I'm pleased to be joined by the commander of the OSI Center, Colonel Amy Bumgardner. Colonel, welcome aboard. Thank you. Thank you so much. Glad to be here. Uh, it, it's been a long time since you and I, I think, uh, uh, saw each other. Uh, this was, I think, back... Uh, maybe last year or so when uh, you were still commanding the schoolhouse and uh, I was doing a story down there uh, for, oh, for public right. affairs mm -hmm. and uh, you know I got to have a nice little conversation with you and, and it was an eye-opener for me to see what goes on down there as it is an eye-opener to see what happens in the OSI Center. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I assume that after you've taken command of the center uh, even during these challenging times it's been kind of an eye-opener for yourself as well. It absolutely has. Yeah <laughs> this is definitely interesting times uh, to try to command the, the center, something of this size, and, and basically doing it via telework a lot of times, you know? It's really <laughs> right, pretty crazy right. to think about. Exactly. Uh, now let's dive into the, the center, uh, shall we? Uh, now for our listeners who are tuning in who have never heard of the OSI Center, in layman's terms, what is it and what is it designed to do? Okay. All right, now that's a great question because I think even within OSI we have personnel that are still unclear huh. what does the OSI Center, often referred to as the ICON, right. uh, the ICON Center. What does this this mammoth command, <laughs> quite frankly, do? Right. Um, the boss often, the OSI commander often refers to the OSI Center as a heartbeat in the crossroads of the command. Mm -hmm. And the reason why is because, frankly, there's nothing that happens in OSI that the OSI Center does not have some type of involvement with. Right. So you'll hear three buzzwords about the center. Uh, we inform, we enable, and we execute. Mm -hmm. And the OSI Center is responsible to inform OSI as well as Air Force and Space Force senior leaders right. on high interest, high visibility law enforcement and counterintelligence matters that are impacting the Department of the Air Force. But as well as we also inform downward, so we inform the regions and the mm -hmm. field mm -hmm. on information that shapes the operational environment. Right. Uh, the center also provides a unique subject matter expertise and specialized support uh, to OSI investigations and operations for the field. Uh, but we also execute strategic mission sets to further OSI's mission. I see. That, that's quite that's quite a lot on your it plate. Is. <laughs> it is. It is quite a bit. Uh, and you must be proud of the people who do it for you. Absolutely. So uh, we have incredible uh, specialists, we have in incredible straight-leg agents, we have incredible professional staff, intel uh -huh. specialists, that, that do amazing work uh, day in and day out. So we're doing unique mission sets, everything from the insider threat management, right. uh, offensive strategic counterintelligence, cyber operations, digital forensics, forensic sciences, uh, polygraph, tech services, uh, tech surveillance ops, tech surveillance countermeasures, wow. the anti-terrorism specialty team, mm -hmm. as well as the executive protection for uh, dignitaries in the CONUS. I mean, we wow. do a lot. <laughs> That's quite a litany, <laughs> yes. a laundry list, if you will. It is. Uh, now, uh, ma'am, in January of 2018, the OSI Center came about with the actual merging of the OSI, uh, as you mentioned, the, the ICON, the Investigations, Collections, Operations Nexus, and Field Investigations Region 7. Now, what made their merger the right thing to do organizationally at that particular time? Sure, so as we move into the future to support the Air Force and the Space Force, 
we need to be more agile, mm -hmm. and we've got to continue to break down silos. Right. So the operations and investigations of the future will be more and more complex, and they're going to have a blend of cyber, uh, counterintelligence, law enforcement, fraud, um, our OFCO mission. Um, so combining the ICON with Region 7 was a big step in breaking down those silos uh -huh. and allowing for greater collaboration between specialties to execute across our mission lines. A step further, thanks to initiatives such as Spartan Citadel, right. are the stand-up of the National Security Detachments and their blend of agents with, again, cyber, uh, OFCO, fraud, but all working together mm -hmm. with our intelligence specialists to get after protecting critical technologies in ways that we haven't done before. Yeah. So again, this is this is the way of the future for OSI, and yeah. so I think the merging of the cent of the icon in Region Seven was the first step in what our future yeah. ops are going to look like. Do you think that merger was kind of just inevitable, the way things were, were progressing? I guess absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So it's it's definitely a complex world out there, and right. I think that we we've got to continue to um, adjust and be agile and be ready for that. And this was the first step uh, to getting after it. Mm -hmm. You mentioned uh, one acronym that uh, I would like to just get clarified. You mentioned the OFCO. Uh, what exactly is that? The Offensive uh, Counterintelligence Operations. I see. So okay. also referred to as 9Q. Okay, very good. Now, uh, Colonel, prior to the merger, uh, the bonds between the two entities was clear, uh, with the ICON serving as the command's information processing center, if you will, while Region 7 housed the command specialist who would gather and operationalize that enriched intelligence. Now that they function as one entity, how has that relationship been enhanced that you've, that you've noticed? Yeah, so I mentioned this in the previous answer, I mentioned Spartan Citadel, but that's a great example of the integration of our specialists and where our law enforcement and counterintelligence missions come together to support that. So Spartan Citadel is a command's effort to protect the Department of the Air Force's technological edge. Uh, this spans from techn technology development to acquisitions to the fielding of key technologies. Mm -hmm. And this touches every aspect of our mission, from our fraud and corruption branch to our technology protection branch and support from cyber operations, high-tech crimes, digital forensics, and the offensive uh, counterintelligence specialists. And so it takes a synergized team effort to make this happen. And I've also challenged our squadrons uh -huh. to find ways to operationalize the information received from Spartan Citadel activities and develop target packages to get after the bad guys. I see. You mentioned a key word, synergy. Uh, I guess that's a, a real uh, a way forward for the center. It's got to be, be uh, synergized with so many different uh, areas of expertise and skill sets that uh, synergy uh, has, has got to be the way to go. It, yeah, absolutely. But even even with us being combined, you still have people wanting to operate within their specialty. Uh -huh. And so as leaders, we have to constantly talk to our folks and remind our folks about the collaboration, the importance of collaboration, the importance of working together, and the importance of uh, thinking larger than your specialty. And thinking and, and making sure that we're not missing out on opportunities to tap into another specialty. Right. Now, uh, to me, it would be, uh, you know, as a lot of people say, well, I'm a specialist, like I'm a public affairs specialist, okay? Um, but you have to uh, really adapt, as you said, and, and, and synergize with other people to make uh, even what you're specialized in, uh, I guess, work to its uh, optimum potential. Absolutely. And continue to be relevant.
right? That would be a key thing too, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So you can't just continue to work in your little rice bowl or focus on what you know we did 10, 15 years ago. Again, the world is changing and uh-huh. we have to, we, we can't continue to think, oh, this is law enforcement only or this is counterintelligence only or this is what our cyber folks do or this is what our Ofco folks do. Right. We have to look at ways where we can, can continue to um, work at cross purposes and, and work it together because again we don't have enough resources to get after everything. Is it, is it a case on. of doing more with less? Or? It, it, yeah, <laughs> but in working smarter. Right, right, smarter instead of harder, yeah. With the yeah. resources that we have, absolutely. Very good. Uh, now the term center itself, uh, I found it interesting because as an official Air Force unit, a center is typically classified above a wing but below a field operating agency. Now the question then becomes, how was the integration orchestrated so seamlessly with so many physically separated moving parts between the ICON and Region 7 while both entities continued their respective missions at such a, a high effective level? That, that's, that was pretty impressive. Well, it's because we have tremendous people and tremendous leaders at various levels, honestly. I right. mean, this wasn't easy. There's still things uh, from an administrative aspect that we're trying to get right mm-hmm. and processes that we're trying to get into place. But the incredible thing that occurred, just as you mentioned, is that the mission never stops, right? So even when this happened and it, when this merge took place, even though maybe the the, the PAS codes weren't correct or in, in performance reports were late because uh, you know the administrative tail didn't catch up with things, people were still executing the mission and still getting uh, the support uh, to the field, support right. done to um, uh, strategic ops, as well as making sure that our senior leaders, both within OSI and within the Air Force, had the information that they need. But again, that is a credit and a testament to the type of leaders and the type of personnel that we have within the with it here at the RKB uh, at the Russell Knox building, right. but then also down at the squadrons and and in the detachments. So I would guess, uh, like any reorganization of a of a unit. Uh, uh, there are some growing pains in, uh, involved, which is only natural, uh, but uh, again, to do things at such a high level, uh, to get through those growing pains and to, and to really uh, not miss a, a beat, uh, like I said, is a credit to the people because uh, uh, they're the ones who really make it all happen, it appears. Yes, absolutely. It is always about the people. And so if you can take care of the people, they will uh, continue to do incredible things. And, and actually do things that you weren't even thinking about and that you really? didn't even think was possible. They kind and of surprise you a little yeah, bit? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Every day it happens. And I think during this, these COVID times, we have seen that as well with our specialists have, and all our personnel have come up with ways to uh, be innovative, uh, think outside the box, mm-hmm. ways to get after challenges. That, again, that, that if they were waiting on me to come up with the answer for something, we'd, we'd still be waiting. <laughs> But because we have um, encouraged our folks to, to take risk, to think outside the box, yeah. to, to try new things, don't be afraid of failure. And, and again, it's pretty amazing the solutions that they're coming up with. Exactly. Now, Colonel, when the merger became official with a January 2018 memorandum from uh, the Air Force Vice Chief of Staff, General Stephen Wilson, your predecessor, now retired Colonel Scott Kiefer, uh, said in an OSI website article, 
The primary purposes of the Center are to inform, execute, and integrate to enhance OSI investigations around the world. Now, I think you may have alluded to this a little bit uh, earlier in the, in the podcast. Now that we're well into 2020, how do you view the Center's primary uh, purposes? Yeah, so the primary purpose of the Center has not dramatically changed since it was established in 2018. It's still, we are still here and still exist to inform the senior leaders of OSI and the Department of the Air Force as well as the field and to support or enable or integrate OSI investigations and operations as well as execute our unique specialized mission sets which is in the cyber and the offensive counterintelligence realm. Right, right, very good. Now uh, before you assume command of the OSI Center in uh, August of 2019, uh, as we talked about earlier, you commanded the OSI Academy, where you first uh, saw, your, I should say, you saw firsthand the many skill sets special agent recruits are taught. Uh, now that you're the uh, CC of the uh, uh, center, how gratifying is it to see many of those skills practiced at such a high level daily at the OSI Center? Yeah, so, you know, when I was at the Academy, I told each class the day before they graduated that they needed to be ready. Uh, because all of the case examples and vignettes that they studied and that they trained on, that that wasn't something that, that they were potentially going to be involved with uh, maybe years down the road. Right. The reality was, hey, you're leaving here, you're going to have your badge and creds, and as soon as you sign in to your first unit, your first attachment, your first squadron, and as soon as you show up to work, you got to be ready yeah, because this right. is you. This yeah. is your, you're getting yeah. your first case and, um, you know, you, it could be a suicide. It could be, who knows what it is, sure. but you're going to be asked, hey, you've got to do a electronic notification report that's going to go up and notify the watch. And then the, the, depending upon the case type, that's going to kick off a lot of activity within the center. And, right. You know, I don't think that our young agents have an appreciation of the visibility that their work gets by senior leaders, uh -huh. both in and out of OSI, of OSI. Right. For instance, every suicide is briefed uh, via email to the chief of staff of the Air Force or the to the chief of space operations. Right. And the senior note is developed from information that that field agent, that that case agent uh, provides. Uh -huh. And the majority of the cases highlighted in the blue and the red commander's read books are cases that are being worked uh, by probationary agents. And so we have first-time DEDCOs, right. first-time special agent in charge, or SACs, right. first-time superintendents with debts full of probationary agents running felony-level criminal and counterintelligence investigations and operations at Air Force and Space Force bases around the world, right. and they're kicking butt doing it. Right. And so that, to me, um, is truly humbling, and it's really incredible that I get to be a part of it. So wow. th there's really no words to capture how gratifying that is. I bet. But I see it on a daily <laughs> basis. And again, and I think uh, I just, for the young agents that are listening out there, that, that your work uh, is having an impact. And that, again, I don't care if you're on day one out of the academy, that, that you're making a difference, period. Very good. Now, uh, in 2018, uh, then I, OSI uh, Icon Center Director, uh, Special Agent Aaron Yardley, wrote to uh, OSI leadership uh, that the center's Global Watch controllers were its unsung heroes. Uh, at the time, he highlighted how uh, two Global Watch uh, controllers uh, in particular, uh, their poise and leveraging actions were decisive in two separate life-saving scenarios. 
When you hear how center personnel respond to real life situations like that with positive results, what goes through your mind? Yeah, I mean, we, we truly are blessed with the best one Charlies in the Air Force. Uh, their efforts, uh, as uh, Mr. Yardley pointed out, they have literally saved lives. And, the, and since I've been here for the year plus that I have been here, there have probably been um, over 15 saves of suicidal airmen really? that our watch wow. controllers have, have, you know, when the call comes in, they don't hesitate. They immediately go to work and they start making phone calls. They start making connections. They'll get in touch uh, maybe with the staff duty officer right. uh, agent who's on call. Uh -huh. But it's, it's really pretty amazing to think that, you know, the, these folks haven't gone to any formalized OSI training. Right. But they step up every time uh, to respond to whatever. They have no idea what that phone call is coming in. Right. What it's it's, it's like a cold a call. In distress. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But they step up and they, they move out on it. And, mm -hmm. and it's really it's pretty amazing. And we're very blessed as a command to have uh, these folks on our team. Yeah. And when, when, you save, when you save a human life, I mean, there's nothing better than that. Right. <laughs> that's that's yeah. for sure. Absolutely. Uh, you know, a lot to be proud of there. Um, now, as another year approaches, uh, what do you envision the future holding for the OSI Center, both short and long term? Well, definitely we're going to continue the integration of the mission sets to share operational information in a timely fashion. Um, greater ability to bridge the strategic and tactical to provide the operational uh, site picture to the field and the OSI senior leaders. That's, that's never going to go away, yeah, right? And that's we a have, staple. Then. That's a staple, yeah. absolutely. And again, as these national security detachments stand up, and they're not going to belong to the center; they belong to the to the regions. And right. so, again, we've got to make sure that our communication and our information sharing is baked into these processes. Mm -hmm. So, when information is gathered at, uh, let's say, the, the national security detachment down in in Austin, right. that if it's got a link, that that. Um, you know, our folks up here at RKB, or maybe the, folk, the the detachment up at Hanscom needs to be aware of. We've got to make sure, because again, that's crossing region lines. Yeah. And we've yeah, got to make yeah. sure that, that that information is is baked in, and how are we going to do that? And I think that that is something that we are continuing to work on. And it's, again, it's we've got a responsibility to, to share information, and we've yeah. got to make sure that, that we're always looking at our processes and, and getting the, the information to the people, to the operators who need it. And what I say, I guess, uh, like like information is power, and when you have that info, you're 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 you're, you're powering that situation, and that uh, that says a lot for your folks, doesn't it? Yeah, it absolutely does. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I tell you, the the um, the folks here at the center, they care about OSI, they care about the mission, and they are doing their best to make sure that the folks in the field have the information that they need to be successful. And so they work here, they work hard on a daily basis, whether they're here at the RKB, or whether they are out at one of the squadrons or one of our detachments. Right. But they're, they're, whole, you know, they're here to make sure that the OSI is successful in whatever way or shape that that looks like. And whether, again, that's supporting an operation or investigation in the field, or whether that's making sure that, that our boss, the OSI commander, has information or that the inspector general General Saeed has information so he can answer questions in the Pentagon yeah, yeah. or whatever level that is is at, you know, our folks are continually working hard to make sure people have the right information at the right time so the mission can be executed. Yeah, I think that's important that people understand who are listening that uh, the information has to be 
it has to be coming from somewhere. Right. And, and and OSI is that is that organization that uh, that delivers every every time, and that's got to make you very proud. That was the only uh, last uh, official question I had, Colonel. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to add? So the only thing that I'd like to add is that this has been an incredible an, an incredible command. Again, I took command back in just in August of nineteen, so a little over a year. Um, that. Uh, Chief, I am blessed with an incredible leadership team with uh, Chief Gao. Uh, when I first got here, I had Colonel Reifsteck, and now I've got Lieutenant Colonel Randy Pendleton as my uh, vice. And then we all saw Mr. Angelo's uh, retirement right, uh, right. just the other day. And But now uh, the new executive director is uh, Miss Pearl Munt. Again, I am so blessed to have that leadership team around me. But again, have with the going down another echelon with our associate directors, all the new ADs that are in, uh, true professionals, couldn't ask for a better team here within the RKB, and then all of my field level leaders, my squadron commanders, my detachment commanders, my superintendents, again, just um, true professionals that I, I can count on them doing what they're supposed to do, and they're going to do it with pride, and I know they're going to do the right thing uh, and, and do it with noble intent and that they understand that what their role is, they're there to take care of their people, but also make sure their people have what they need so they can take care of the mission, so we can make sure that the OSI is the best OSI that it can be and what it needs to be for the Air Force. Yeah, and as uh, General uh, uh, Bullard said, uh, the OSI that we need. That's right. Very good. Our guest has been Colonel Amy Bumgardner, OSI Center Commander. Colonel, again, thanks so much for taking the time. It was a pleasure to see you again, and I hope to see you around the, the campus very yes. shortly. Thank you. And thank all of you for tuning in. For OSI Today, I'm Wayne Amon saying so long for now. <laughs>